there's something loose between my legs, apart from the obvious. Yeah. I'd be proud. I can't look up this line on the dead. I can't keep the car behind. Oh no, he's on my ass. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Zero to F1 podcast, your pit stop on the journey from the starting grid to the checkered flag of Formula One racing. I'm Ricky, joined by my friends Nick and Ben. We're not experts or insiders, just passionate fans. Part of our mission is to help Ben and any other newcomers out there go from zero knowledge of F1 to a full-fledged fan. So seasoned fans or rookie racers, buckle up and ready your engines as we navigate the high-octane world of F1. <laughs> How's it going, guys? It's always so intense. Yeah. So, how are you guys doing? Nick, you're back. Glad to be back. Glad to, yeah. uh, yeah. Where where have you been, man? Been a lot of places. What uh, I was in Big Sky, Montana last week. I see what made me miss the podcast, but yeah, spent some time up in Big Sky. Oh, bachelor party. Not a lot of F1 up there. Yeah, Montana. There's a lot of sheep. <laughs> I did see a bear, so that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool. All right, so did you guys, uh, I know I was texting you guys about it, but did, did you pay attention to Le Mans at all? Le Mans? No. no. <laughs> I saw the memes of, the, like, the one yeah. giant car. Sitting Didn't bubble somebody bubble crash, like, right at the end and ruin their hopes was, and dreams or something? There was a ton of crashes. Man, the freaking rain came in, and, I mean, the, the memes from the rain are just golden. There's cars sliding backwards and doing 360s on slicks in the rain. It was, yeah, it was intense. All right. I guess the storyline was whoever entered Le Mans for the first time won it, right? Whatever. Well, so it was Antonio Giovinazzi. Well, Ferrari. So Ferrari won and Antonio Giovinazzi was, was driving who used to drive for uh, Alfa Romeo. He was one of the, uh, the Ferrari like junior drivers. Mm. So he left formula one and then went and won Le Mans. So <laughs> he's doing it. He's doing all right. Well, Lamont was pretty cool. They do, you know, 24 hours racing through the night, and they did that, like you were saying, the NASCAR car was refitted, and they did that. So that was pretty cool. It's a long time to watch. Yeah, and, you know, I turned it on, <laughs> and, and Lindsay, my, my wife Lindsay, she says, uh, so are you going to watch this the whole time? <laughs> so, so no, absolutely not. I, you know, I'm just going to leave it on and peek at it every once in a while. Eh, anyway, it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it, but, you know, there was no F1 last weekend. Yeah. So wait, Nick, did you watch uh, Spain? I did. Yeah. What did you think of Spain? Do you remember? <laughs> it's been a minute. No, because it was also pretty boring. It was a, uh, I mean, you know, it's again, if you're if you're deep into the strategy and there's little things to find here and there, but I kept waiting for something to happen and yeah, just never really did, you know. Man, I feel like this season is a bit of a bummer so far. There hasn't been a whole yeah. lot of action the past few races. I'm waiting for something to happen. I mean, I know, I know there's a lot of places for action, but Red Bull is really just making it dry. <laughs> and now that yeah. Checo fell out, like Checo was kind of our savior, and now that he's sort of fallen back, it's yeah. uh, Checo has been just spending time places he shouldn't, going places he shouldn't. Yeah. Just you know, I heard just I heard he's not in Montreal apparently. <laughs> he's not there right now. He's, he took a flight around I think fall thirty today from. How would you have that information? Uh, yeah, I got this pilot guy now. Um, but yeah, he took a flight around 5:30 from Dallas, right into Montreal. I mean, he's 
He's just sticking around, trying to get his name out there, it seems. Are we going to post some of your Checo uh, photos on our Zero to F1 we Instagram page? going to do that. We are not, he says. <laughs> yeah, so Ben got to have an encounter with our, our, our boy Checo today. We did. So that was pretty cool. Sent us some pictures. Nice guy. Nice guy. Oh, did, did you get to talk to him? Yeah, I mean, very, very briefly. But I mean, for I mean, incredible small anything? Minute. Yeah, I mean, it, so... We were Did you tell about the podcast? <laughs> I told people around him about the podcast. So <laughs> you mentioned it in his vicinity. So so wait, you talked to him and you didn't invite him onto the podcast. How dare you? You <laughs> I did not. What a wasted opportunity. You missed a golden opportunity there, man. Yeah, he didn't speak perfect English, if we're being honest. <laughs> so in his defense, I don't speak Spanish. So uh, either way, he did he did uh Give some interesting quotes about uh, he compared Verstappen to an attacker on the football field. Uh, I think he got a little confused. We were talking about American football, but he said attacker. Yeah, he's probably thinking soccer. Yeah, he was soccer. But yeah, how he's just always on the attack, trying to score, trying to get a goal, trying to win. He's an aggressive dude. But then he, interestingly enough, asked him, we asked him the same question about himself, and he, he actually said the exact same answer. So he also said he would be an attacker. So I find I found that actually somewhat interesting to think about, like that that wasn't like a, you know, in a if you wanted to really go into the soccer football analogy, if you were teammates, you would sort of think one would say attacker, one maybe like center midfielder. So I mean, like a lot of different things. But also, he's the Mexican Minister of Defense, man. He's supposed to be <laughs> Mister Defender. I'm just saying. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting uh, thing he said about. That the is interesting. Being the backer. But I, you know, everyone wants to win. I'm sure he wants to win, even though he's trying to oh, also yeah. help the team and yada yada. He's a really nice dog. Super tiny, super short. He had great calves. He had what? Great calves. Like very great formed calves. calf muscles. <laughs> How about his neck? Was his neck muscles or were his neck muscles huge? I mean, he was pretty small. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty small. He was standing right next to an offensive lineman. So, you know pretty tiny looking dude yeah yeah that'll that'll uh that comparison will kill it yeah it didn't work well he did have a sick watch on though i was i was trying to figure out what it was i forever. saw that i sent that photo to you guys i looked and like i can't figure out what it is i imagine it's some just asinine like something you, you I gotta can't look at look who look his at. sponsors are richard mill maybe uh, yeah that seems they're they're big f1 sponsors they're like big ferrari sponsors and stuff so verstappen's at 170 in the in the driver's hands 170 and perez is 117 sure and he's second and he's second yeah so like you know Verstappen has to DNF at least twice maybe three three <laughs> times and Perez has to win you know just to even the the standings like oh man it's a it's a tall order it's so gone but yeah uh it's if there's one thing I've learned as the new guy that doesn't matter right like you can cheer for like you're trying to like just watch how your team goes, right? You, you're not necessarily trying to win, which I think really makes it an un-American sport. <laughs> by nature. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I like that aspect. I, I think that's you know it makes it tough because there's no fight at the front. There's it's good to be have a fight at the front and you know be able to watch the midfield, but yeah, there's no fight at the front, and I think everybody knows it. Well, that's the thing with yeah the last race. It just kind of became a parade, you know. Yeah, wasn't a yeah. lot there. So hopefully it. we can get. I think there might be some weather. We'll have to. We'll have to look at our weather report. All right. So so we're going into Montreal, right? We're going to Canada now. That's where Checo jet off to. So he's going up to get himself ready. Get some poutine. And get some poutine. Oh man, poutine is so good. 
but it is awful when like some place like Denny's tries to make it, you know what I mean? Like a place that just doesn't make good food anyways, it is one of the worst things you can have. Yeah, I mean, you know, just don't get anything at Applebee's. <laughs> Applebee's, sponsor of this? No, fuck it. <laughs> Chili's is not available to be our sponsor. All right, I'm going to run through. So it's going to be at the Circuit Giles Villeneuve in Montreal. It's on this, like, cool little island right in the city. So there's a river runs through the city, and it's again on this cool little island in the middle of the river. It is 4.36 kilometers long. We're going to do 70 laps, a total of 305 kilometers. The pole position's on the left-hand side of the track. Lap record is held by Rubens Barrichello in 04-113. So it's got long straights, tight chicanes, uh, which means top speed and braking are going to be, you know, the elements of the day. So, like, slow corners. Anybody great with slow cornering, a.k.a. Ferrari, is not going to do great. Yeah, so top speed, we all know, is is Red Bull. They're going to freaking, I mean, they're going to run away with it. As long as something crazy doesn't happen, they're going to run away with it. So it's really really a question of who else, who's the third person on the podium, I think is going to be what we need to bet uh, this time. But, I, you know, I don't think it's a, a crazy uh, a crazy track. It's got some cool features. It's got the Wall of Champions. You guys know about the Wall of Champions? No. I imagine it's a wall with some names on it that the people that have won. It's, it's something like that. It's a wall <laughs> that a bunch of people have crashed into. Uh, yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah. So wall of champions. Wait, so the wall of champions. So it's the uh, the last the last chicane before the the start finish straight. You've had Michael Schumacher crash there, Jacques Villeneuve crash there, Sebastian Vettel crash there, Damon Hill crash there. Some of those names might not be familiar, but they're all uh, very very good and drivers. You know who's going to crash there? First stop and calling it now. Oh, dude. <laughs> You know, he's he hasn't put his mark on the wall of champions yet, so maybe that's what's going to throw a, a wrench in the spokes. Maybe that'll be our excitement. It'd be nice to get some excitement. Yeah, so, you know, we might get some weather. We might get uh, Max going into the wall. That would be, I, I, I think we're due for some carnage. As long as nobody gets hurt, I'm all for some carnage. Yeah, I wanted to be clear that I want them to live. I just you yeah, know, would like yeah. to see some, you know, excitement, a little spark. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like they're in these safety pods, right? They're they're very safe in these in these cars. They're they're they'll modern, very be safe cars. Fine. And on top <laughs> they'll of be it, fine. I don't know any of them outside of Checo. So, all right. So let's see. Uh, you wanna you wanna run us down the standings? <laughs> drivers right, yeah, so or driver standings? Yeah, let's do the driver right. standings. Oh, I did Verstappen one seventy, Perez one seventeen. Large gap there. Alonzo not too far behind with 99. Hamilton close by with 87. Followed by Russell at 65. Signs at 58. Leclerc at 42. Stroll at 35. Ocon 25. Gasly 15. Norris 12. Coming in. Moving his way up. Hulkenberg 6. Piastri 5. Botas 4. Uh, Guan Yu four, Sonoda two, Magnuson two, Albon one, Nick DeVries with zero, and Logan Sargent with zero. Bummer. Surprising. I feel like last year we made it farther in the year with more people at zero. Yeah, that which honestly that's a good it's a good sign that people are getting points right. The, it's a good yeah. sign for the midfield. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then Ben, you want to do the constructor standings? All right, construction standings. We have Red Bull leading the way. No shocker there, 287. Nick's little group, Mercedes 152, pretty far behind, I would say. You have Aston Martin 134, Ferrari 100, Alpine, Alpine 
Yeah, Alpine. Yeah, it looks like Alpine in American. It does. It's forty. McLaren seventeen half eight Alfa Romeo eight Alfa Tauri. Yeah, right look at you. Two and uh, Williams with one. Williams, yeah, dude. Wait, <laughs> you you pronounced it? You've you've taken a step in your F one fandom. You you pronounced all the names correctly. Yeah, I nice. so, uh, At this point, do we just hope? The Mercedes team can like narrow the gap to Mercedes or to Red Bull. That's what I was going to ask you, man. What do you think? But why do you want to? What's what's a narrow even mean though? That's my whole argument. Giving, like, given the new car, given the car upgrades, to me, if they can chip away at that lead, win a few races, that would be a W for them this you season. You are a hundred and thirty-five below them. The third <laughs> place team has one hundred and thirty-four points. You yeah, are but that's more also... points below them than the third place team has. But that's points for both drivers, right? So, like, if, you know, they got a double podium last week, they got a shit ton of points. That's what put them in, in second place. So, they double podium again, you know, that's a, that's a good junk. Oh, Red Bull uh, has, uh, you know. Yeah. If they double podium yeah. again and again and again. Well, anyway. <laughs> right, right. My as long as Checo gets behind them. I understand that it's more like there's a lot more to it with the engineering side of it and all that. And you're sort of watching the teams and trying to follow as they grow and all all the drama with it. Yeah. But from a true, let's just like ignore all that. And we're talking about the constructor standings. Yeah. Who gives a shit if you're one out or 150 out, if you're still second place? Well, it's the middle of the season. <laughs> you know, that it makes a difference. You know what I mean? At the end of the season, nobody cares. But, you know, but that's what the I'm closer saying, we like, are now, the easier we the, were, the we were makeup discussing, is. like, them, you know, checking away at it. Just, you know, taking little bits yeah. and trying to, but, like, that's a lot of bits. We're not talking about the difference. Like, if you were talking about Aston Martin and Mercedes, you know what I mean? And that's 18 yeah. points. That's easy. And let's be honest, that is what we're talking about because the the fight for first is over. Like we all we all just need to give up on that. Yeah, we need to give Red up. Bulls Red won. Bull is Verstappen's you know? one game over. Yeah. Now we're discussing the reality of the actual sport. What I think is cool. So Mercedes got their upgrades. Ferrari got their upgrades, and it seems. I mean, just by looking at the cars, but the way the aerodynamics are are being being engineered as well, that that all the cars are kind of converging on the same concept, right? Ferrari had those big uh, bathtubs, and fucking Mercedes had their their terribly misguided zero side pod uh, deal, and they're all going to that down uh, that downwash concept that that Red Bulls had the whole time. Mercedes, these notorious sandbaggers. We saw that they're notorious sandbaggers. They proved they're notorious sandbaggers in in Spain. They did well in Spain, and they were talking about how terrible they were going to do. And they're doing the same thing now. They're, oh, you know, these upgrades. Yeah, I saw a quote from Toto Wolf. These upgrades are, you know, I don't think they're going to really benefit us in in Montreal, which means they're absolutely going to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is Montreal a high speed? Like yeah, a lot of yeah, top so speed track? Exactly, yeah. Yep. So, Red, I mean, Red Bull's going to do well there. It's not where Red Bull doesn't do well. Let's be honest. Right, but top speed for sure. You know, yeah. that's their their deal. So, I think their I think their upgrades are the real deal. A lot of people kind of talk about them being, you know, oh well, how how much is it really improving them? Ah, yeah, I think it I think it really is. So, uh, this will be the proof. I think you know one could be one one good race could be signed off to a, a coincidence, but yeah, I think if they do well here, we'll we'll see their true yeah. colors. <laughs> Still not Red Bull good, but get there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there's a bunch of wildfires too in Montreal. They were talking about canceling the the race. Did you guys see that? Well, uh, yeah. The 
the world is sort of lit ablaze up there. Yeah. Two two canceled races would be tough. That'd be crazy. The world is falling but apart, man. Everything is going to shit and the world is on fire. We should talk more about that. So do you guys think that politics are really ever going to fix this problem? Oh, yeah. Let's get into politics. <laughs> should we? Well, all right. I was going to say the Canadian wildfires, though. There was like three weeks ago, and Denver was covered in smoke and it was coming down from Canada. Oh, really? It's wildfires like here, Montana, Wyoming, sometimes California, but it was coming all the way down from California. And we had about a week of smoke. You have to break your mask back out? Yeah, pretty much. Knock that, man. Here Uh, in Texas, we got rid of masks. (laughs) You burned them all and made more smoke, didn't you? Exactly. You bastards. All right, so here's what I want to do for gaining traction this week. We kind of touched on it the first week. We we breezed past it just to give Ben a an intro into the the sport, but I want to kind of break down the competition and like what is involved with each weekend, and then what is involved with the winners, the losers, where the money goes, that kind of thing. So let's talk about like the weekend format. And of course, you've been through a few few weekends, so you have seen these things, or at least you're aware of them on your highlights, right? So we got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So Friday. We got free practice, one and two. And honestly, I usually watch the the highlights on those. They're, they're, you'll see a lot of times they'll throw, uh, they call it flow viz paint, this like fluorescent orange stuff or fluorescent green stuff uh, on the on different parts of the car where they're trying to see the airflow. They'll send it out on the track and then come back and take a look at it, see how the air's flowing. They'll put these big rakes with sensors and shit, but they're just trying to tune the car in, right? They're trying to get the right setup and they're trying to get the the drivers to understand the track better, that kind of thing. So they do two of those on Friday and then Nick, why don't you take Saturday? Saturday, uh, free practice three, same kind of thing, dialing in the car, then qualifying sets the grid for race day. As you would assume, fastest single lap gets pole position, which is position number one because it's the highest. Ben's favorite position. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Qualifying is broken down into three segments, Q1, 2, and 3. Q1 is 18 minutes, and then they get 10-minute break, something like that. They're back out yeah, there's a little Q2, break in between. It, yeah, I don't know if it's timed or just whatever. Yeah. Uh, Q2 gets out there for 15, and Q3 gets out for 12. So after Q1, you eliminate the bottom five positions. Q2, you eliminate the next five positions. That leaves you at the top 10. So top 10 race, Q3. That's your order. Interesting because it's it's very engaging, but as they burn more gas out and their tires get warmer, they tend to go faster, so it really comes down to the last minute. Also notable, you have to start your last lap before the clock runs out, so the clock can hit yeah. zero, and cars can keep finishing in that direction. Yeah, it's not that you have to finish your lap, it's that you have to start your lap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, I mean, you know, always the last, like, two, three minutes is interesting, Sometimes the fastest lap is set further back, but um, yeah, usually it comes out. There's a guy that when Q3, for example, there's sometimes a guy sitting in like 18th place and all of a sudden he'll jump up to like eighth place in the last minute and make the line and shuffle everyone else down. Or I guess not 18th, 10th, <laughs> but yeah, but the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Q, Q1 would be 18th. Jumping yeah. Up there to like you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sunday we got the race, of course. So they do, However many laps it takes to get above 305 kilometers or 190 miles, those are those for for uh, for Ben's conversions, American conversions. 
And then we talked about as well, the two hour race time limit. So there's a time limit. Then they start with no more than 110 kilograms of fuel. But like Nick was saying, as they go, the fuel is burning. So as the race goes on, they're getting faster and faster and faster because they're getting lighter and lighter. More rubber's getting laid down on the track. You know, so that, that same thing that applies during qualifying applies during the race as well. And then when crazy stuff happens, we talked about the flags, but there's a, one thing we didn't talk about was safety cars. So we haven't had any safety cars, which is crazy to me. Like, so when something crazy happens and they need to like bring a, bring a crane onto the, to the track or need to clear debris after a crash or something, they'll do a safety car. And this is one of those things that really makes a race interesting. We haven't had really any big carnage or anything that caused significant safety cars. So nobody's race strategy has been thrown off. So the the other thing with it too is it, it stacks all the cars up. So for Stappen's ahead by 20 seconds, safety car towards the end of the race, all of a sudden that number two guy's right behind him and it opens up the Boom. chance to have a race again. Yeah. And that's how Max won his first championship against Lewis. That was like this whole controversial thing, but last minute safety car. They should have, you know, the argument is that they should have ended the race under safety car, but that was, that would be no fun. So they literally did one lap and uh, Max took them, you know, at the, the last second, last corner or something like that. But uh, yeah, it really throws a wrench in the spokes and it really makes things exciting because then when they restart, everybody's bunched up, everybody's close together again and you get more, uh, I don't know, wheel to wheel racing. We're going to talk virtual safety car. Virtual safety cars are funny. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm still working on it. It's, I mean, basically the virtual safety car light comes on or sign comes on and everybody has to follow a speed limit. But when a virtual safety car, it's just like a regular safety car, except there's no actual car on the track. And it, it does apply for the whole track. But everybody has to maintain a certain delta, a time difference. Let's see, I'm going to look it up. So in order to maintain the gaps between the drivers... The virtual safety car forces a 30% speed reduction through each section of the track. So they have to reduce their speed by 30%. And they have a little readout on their on their steering wheel that says whether they're going too fast or going too slow. But basically, everybody's got to slow down. It, but it maintains that that advantage that, you know, if Max is ahead by a whole bunch, he'd maintain that advantage rather than bunching everybody up. So that's when the stewards feel like, oh, well, maybe that doesn't quite warrant a full safety car. Maybe they'll just pull out a, a virtual safety car. So that's virtual safety car. And then, uh, oh, there's like standing restarts as well. So this is a thing that hasn't typically happened a whole lot in the past in F1. But it, since Liberty Media bought F1, American company, we've had a few instances where we'll have red flags, the race will stop, everybody will go in the pits, and then they'll do a standing restart. A lot of what they used to do more often would be like a, a rolling start. They'd get everybody behind a safety car and then the safety car would pull off and everybody would get going. But now they'll do just like the grid in the in the start. And again, it's one of those things, like you said, that, you know, when when do they do it? When do they don't? Uh, it's whenever they decide that they want to do it. So standing starts can be fun, but a lot of people kind of uh, turn their nose up at them. But I think they're exciting. Uh, oh, yeah. Why don't you talk about the uh, the drivers and constructors championships? So there's two ways to win F1. One is the drivers, one is the constructors championship. Uh, drivers, self-explanatory, you're the driver that gets the most points, you win that championship. Constructors is a uh, team. So basically, kind of based on whichever team engineers the best car, the fastest two cars out there earn the most points and win the Constructors show championship. Based on points, so each driver gets X amount of points for winning, 
it tears its way down to the 10th spot. If you finish lower than 10th, you don't get points. So when Max, for example, finishes, his points count towards his championship and then also counts towards the constructor championship, which Checos counts for as well. Uh, that is why Red Bull is running away with it because they have two drivers that are consistently finishing much higher than anybody else. Yeah, because they have the best car, right? They design the best car. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that is the... We can sit here and debate best drivers, as we mentioned, the Lewis versus Max, if they were both in, both in Red Bulls, what would happen? But it's hard to argue a constructor's car engineered. Red Bull is definitively better than anybody else in the pack right now. There's no... So, like, do all the cars have to be the same? Like, you know, you have two per team. Do they have to be the same per team? Like... Verstappen and Checo are the same, or can they have different models and different cars? That's a good they question. They are not always the same. Did you, last year, I don't know to what extent, but last year there was some sort of article about Checo's car not being the same as Max's because they didn't have the money to put a new floor in or something of that oh, was sort? It the, yeah, it might have been the floor, or, or yeah, I think it might have been the floor. Very, very similar cars. But not the same. They're yeah. all just, they're not, I would say they they don't differ by much, but they're not always 100% the same. But one thing they will always differ in is the setup. So each driver has a, like, a specific driving style, a, a way that they like to set up the car, where the downforce is more. You know, they can adjust the front wing to apply more downforce, the rear wing, uh, the brake bias, things like that. So that's one of the things they're doing during practice is trying to figure out, hey, what are the settings that I like for this and how, you know, how do I want to set up my car? So depending on how a, a driver drives, their driving style, they'll set up the car different. So even if they are exactly the same, their setups are going to be different. So they're never exactly the same. So there's two competitions going on here, but really there's only one that pays money, and that's the Constructors' Championship. So I looked it up. Apparently for this year, the prize pot, and it varies depending on different inputs, but uh, is about $2.2 billion dollars. The top team gets 14%. The bottom team gets 6%. And then Ferrari, just because they're Ferrari, just because they, they've been in the sport since its inception, they get the longstanding team bonus of, in, in 2019, it was $114 million just for being Ferrari, which is bullshit. <laughs> if you ask me, I think that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I think Williams Williams also has some kind of long longstanding team bonus, but it's nothing like the Ferrari bonus. I mean, it's it's, yeah. Nowhere near that. So that's one of the reasons Ferrari... It know. feels like this sport is the Catholicism of sports. It's just, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make any damn sense, and it's just all tradition for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Apologize to any Catholic fans out there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Not too. <laughs> yeah, so so Ferrari gets their long standing team bonus, but everything gets paid out by the Constructors' Championship, not by the Drivers'. The Drivers' is the prestige. You know, you win the Drivers' Championship, you're the man, but... It doesn't mean anything. The only thing you're going to get... Man, how come there aren't any women F1 drivers? Is that a thing? Ah, that's a good question, Ben. They're working on it. They are working on it. You know who's in charge of it? Do you, okay, if I say Toto Wolf, do you know who Toto Wolf is? The only Totos I know are the one from Wizard of Oz <laughs> and the band. Yeah, look. <laughs> solid Totos. I'm going to add a third Toto to your collection. The third Toto is going to be Toto Wolf, and he's your new favorite dude, right? He's jacked as fuck. He is the uh, he's the team principal at Mercedes, and he's like the most competitive guy on the planet. There's stories of him like putting 
pictures of his enemies on his desktop so that he always has motivation to, you know, to, to surpass them. He's like, he's a machine. He's like the max of team principles, but he's a big badass Austrian dude who's in charge of Mercedes. So his wife, Susie Wolf, is in charge of the F1 Academy. Have you, you've heard, have you heard of the F1 Academy, Nick? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Started this year and basically a, uh, a feeder league to F1 or the F1 championship series, you know, F2 or F3, that's specific for women to get more women involved in the race. Yeah. Push them up the ladder because there have there have been successful, I guess, formula tiered women drivers out there, but obviously not nearly enough in the F1 space. And to your point, it doesn't make a ton of sense why there wouldn't be. Yeah. It's not... Like other sports, you know, it's one that you would think there could be some equity in it. No, so it's definitely one of those <laughs> things that you would think there would really be no no barrier between the men and the women competing. You know, it's not like there's... there's outside of long-standing sexism, of course. <laughs> outside of long-standing sexism. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. But so, so Susie Wolf is in charge of that, and she said that within 10 years, there will be an F1, a female F1 driver. So that'd be cool. I'd like to see that. That'd be uh, something new, man. Absolutely. It's definitely going to take a few years, but hopefully it, it gets it there. Yeah, for sure. So the drivers are, you know, it's it's prestige to win the driver's championship, but then all the money gets paid out by the constructors. So really, the teams don't give a shit about if your driver wins the driver's championship. It's their combined total of points between both cars that really matters to them because that's where the money comes from. Hey, Nick, why don't you take the uh, cost cap? Yeah, added two years ago, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Much the same as other sports. Everything has to be under the cost cap because prior to that, F1 was the uh, large teams would spend lots of money and just blow the smaller teams out of the water. Still happens to an extent. I don't know that the smaller teams are necessarily hitting the cost cap. So I heard that I heard that Haas is actually going to hit the cost cap. So mm. I think that that is pretty... It, there we go. Pretty evens out the field, right? Yeah. It gets pretty deep in the weeds on how they calculate it between staffing, yeah. uh, equipment, all that sort of stuff, cars, you know, there's it's that's pretty nuanced into it. I don't know if Richard can explain that side of it better. So here, I've I've got this motorsport article. Yeah, motorsport.com has an article. I'll just read the, the list of them. So what comes under the F1 cost cap and what doesn't. So the things that do are... All the parts on the car, all the elements needed to run the car, most of the team personnel, garage equipment, spares, transport costs, and everything in between. So, I mean, pretty much everything is covered by the cost. The key is the things that are not covered by the cost cap. So, this one, I, I, I was unsure about this, but it's in motorsport.com, so I'm going to trust it. It says the driver's salaries are not part of, uh, part of the cost that. cap. I thought that was true. Okay, I yeah. didn't know. And then the one that you always hear is the the wages of the three highest paid staff members. So like Adrian Newey, I'm sure makes a ton of money at Red Bull. Um, Christian Horner, the the team principal. So the three highest paid people in your organization that aren't drivers are also exempt. So it kind of gives them leeway to be like, hey, look, we need a technical director. We need, you know, somebody we can throw a lot of money at. Um, and then travel costs, marketing Property and legal costs, entry and license fees, any non-F1 road car activities, uh, parental and sick leave payments, and employee bonuses and staff medical benefits. That's what uh, Motorsport has is listed not being covered under the cost cap. But most importantly, the driver salaries and the top three highest paid staff members. 
All right. So that, I mean, that's essentially a breakdown of the competition. So, uh, are we going to cover Hamilton and Shakira? Oh yeah, absolutely we are. Yeah, let's talk about it, man. What do you think? You think they're... Or should we back up to uh, Ricky's investigative report of Hamilton and Lindsey Vaughn? Oh yeah, boy, that was a minute ago. Yeah, so so I don't know how I came across this, but Hamilton a few weeks ago had posted on his Instagram like a video of him wake surfing uh, in wherever the hell he was. And I also had to happen to come across Lindsey Vaughn wake surfing on what appeared to be the exact same uh, wake surfboard and in the same location off the same boat and neither of them had mentioned each other in the post or anything like that so I thought it was a little you know kind of so you stumbled across that that wasn't like a reddit post or I something no no I think I, I must have seen I don't know Wow. I don't remember now, yeah, but I, I think I did. Yeah, I think I did stumble upon it. I don't think it was. Uh, maybe, maybe one of them was linked from Reddit or something like that. But yeah, not both huh. of them. Yeah, I thought that was so. That was interesting. Hamilton, Shakira, or Lindsey Vaughn? <laughs> I think everybody wants to hang on to Shakira just because she was at the last race, right? So of course. Uh, and I also saw a thing that said that Carlos Sainz set him up with Shakira. Yeah, yeah, that he did the uh, the bro move and set him up. I don't know how true that is, but you know the gossip, know, man. The, the rumor mill is at its work. That's, that's a good one though. After the whole Teddy Swift stuff died down, you know that's a uh, oh yeah, some good juice right there. Did you see Clarkson? Uh, you know, okay. Do you guys know who Jeremy Clarkson is? Yeah, he's top. Mm-hmm. He's top gear. Yeah, he was the old mm-hmm. Top Gear mm-hmm. presenter with James May and Richard Hammond. So, so Clarkson during Monaco tweeted. Uh, come on, Alpine, you know, if you guys get a podium, free beer on me, I'll buy you a pint or whatever. And you do uh, it. So he's, he's got a, yeah, he's got a farm right near their, uh, their headquarters. And so he, he went over there and he b- brought his tractor in with a big old trailer full of beer and gave the whole Alpine team, of, uh, beers. What kind of and, beer was, yeah, it? was pretty funny. It's his beer, his, his brand. I don't uh, know what the brand is, but. It's just self-promotion. These celebrities, scum. Yeah, I mean, of course it's self-promotion. <laughs> We yeah, would so never I, do I that, that here on Zero to F1 Podcast, which, by the way, you can find us on Instagram, email. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, and email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Instagram now, at Zero to F1. We got Facebook, search Zero to F1. And then the email is ricky at Zero to F1.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y at Z-E-R-O, number two, F, number one, dot com. Well, how about Hamilton and his contract? Have you been following any of this? Loosely, loosely. They downplayed it and made it like, oh, it's just a formality. We'll get together on Monday and yada, yada, yada. And guess what's still not signed? The contract. Yeah, Do you think buddy. he's going to Ferrari? No, I don't, I don't think that'd he's be, going to Ferrari. I th- that'd be a step backwards at this point. I mean, yeah. So it's a weird thing with Ferrari. Ferrari has this like this prestige associated with it and like, all the past champions, everybody wants to drive for Ferrari. Everybody has driven for Ferrari, but Lewis has not. So I don't know if that's a thing that's on his list or not. It, I don't. I, I've never heard him talk about it. I, I don't know that it is, but yeah, it'd be a crazy move. You know, it'd be even crazier if he went to Red Bull. <laughs> the number two. There's yeah, no I mean, way. I mean, Max hate each other. They hate each other. They should allow trades in this sport. I mean, you kind of I mean, can. They do. Yeah. They just involve a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you can buy guys. Yeah. Out I mean, of imagine. Imagine if he goes to Red Bull, man. Like Ricardo, who else would he reasonably go to? 
Aston Martin. I mean, Ferrari has supposedly offered him like $40 million. That was that was the rumor going around. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I don't see him going to Ferrari. But he wants another championship. I hate when people say this, but is it about the money anymore? To me, he wants a championship. Yeah, I think he wants a championship. I think he wants to be the greatest driver of all time. I think he's right. even he's even with Schumacher right now. He wants one more. He He probably thinks he deserves one more. And I don't know that he doesn't. I'm not saying he doesn't, but... He, I don't think he's going to retire until he has a a, a decent and shot. I think Mercedes is closer to that opportunity than Ferrari is. Oh, for sure. But you know who's even closer? Yeah. Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull. <laughs> but could he beat Max in his own car? Like if Max and Lewis had the same car, God, would that be great? God, would that wins? be so awesome? I haven't even thought about this. You know, I, I, I'm, I honestly think this is the first time this thought has really crossed my mind. If he did go to Red Bull and him and Max were in the same car. Oh my god, it'd be Oof. fucking epic. That would be the amount of crashes they would get into on each race. <laughs> oh man. I I am man, if I wish that you could go back and watch the 21 season. They crashed every fucking race. Every time that they came together, every time there was pushing. I mean, Max literally at one point ended on top uh, of Hamilton with his wheel like spinning near his head. Oh dude. It was it was pretty epic, especially compared to this season. Mm. Oh, well, what are you going to do? All right, so this is the coolest thing, I think, that that I've seen in F1 in a long time. Daniel Ricciardo and Will Arnett hey. are going to host an alternate broadcast on ESPN. Do you think that Ricciardo is going to be good at it? I think he'll be hilarious. We'll get a bunch of memes and a bunch of sound bites out of it. For sure. I don't know if it carries two and a half hours of broadcasting, but... I love Daniel and I Ricciardo. I can't watch live, so I can't see this. I'm bummed. Oh, dude. It's Father's Day. Oh, is it Father's Day? I have no, it's uh it's the tri it's the triathlon coming up. Oh yeah. Where you have to beat some eighty year olds at uh and no, they at brought your some ringers in. They got a couple of young guys there. Oh, don't lie to me. You're you're making excuses already, man. I am. i I did three miles tonight and I struggled Look. hard. I expect you to finish above all of your, uh, is it your father or your father-in-law? Yeah, father. <laughs> yeah, all of your dad and his friends need to finish behind you or else there's going to be consequences and repercussions. Off the podcast. <laughs> On the podcast. We'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> You'll catch the memes, though, I guarantee it. There'll be, there'll be sound bites and memes and shit. I just, yeah. if you've ever seen Daniel Ricardo do, like, he's done some, like, video spots for Red Bull. He's... He's a really funny dude, and I feel like he'd be a very funny guy to hang out with, but I think he's going to laugh a lot. He's going to just, like, <laughs> laugh at the jokes a lot. And laugh at himself a lot. Yeah, He's exactly. funny because he laughs a lot. And Yes. I, yeah, that's the, like, is it funny after two hours, or is it too much? We will find out. I think it's going to be I'm good, pretty, but... Yeah. I'm glad they're doing it. I, I want to see it. It might yeah. help, like, a Ben, you know, a little... Yeah, for sure. So also Will Arnett. I love Will Arnett. That dude's friggin' hilarious. I think that's going to be great. So we'll see. All right, does that cover all of our news? Yeah, Aston we didn't talk about, but... Yeah, I mean, so say they, they've been talking about their upgrades since since last week, but I think kind of the same situation as Ferrari and Mercedes. And it's it's Stroll's home race, so they're probably trying to, like, give him a little boost. We'll see if you think... You think Stroll is going to... Oh, well, you know... I was about to say, do you think Stroll is going to finish above uh, Alonso? But he did in in Spain, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, impressive. Yeah, I don't know. Or is it was it impressive, or was it just Alonso fucking up? Oh yeah, I mean, but still, like, yeah, you stroll some credit for 
finishing yeah, above ten. He's not like, a terrible driver. He's you know he's no. a, he's he's a rich kid pay driver, but he's not bad. Say for kind of the vibe he gets, he do, he hangs in there. He does all right. Top three this top weekend. Three. Here we go. Ben, Ben's ready to go. I see him in there. Are we going to do top three or are we going to do? Yeah, I feel like we need to do something other week. than top three. <laughs> top three is very what? stale. One more week, top three. All right, we'll do one more week, top three. Yeah, we got to figure out what a good a good competition would be. And then we'll okay. do bottom three. All right, so Nick, do your top three again. What was your top three? Lewis, Max, George. Lewis, Max, and George. All right, so Mercedes is going to make their comeback. All right. Dude, double podium again. All right. Um, okay, so I'll do... I'm going to do my top three. I'm going <laughs> to... I think that we're overdue for some mix-up. We're overdue for a safety car. We're overdue for a little bit of carnage. We're overdue for something crazy happening. And, oh, we didn't do weather, but I think there's a possibility to rain. So I'm going to get crazy, and I don't, I'm don't. i going to say Max is not going to be on top. And I think in the rain, God, who would be good in the rain? Is Alonzo, is Alonzo going to win this week? Is this going to be the week he gets on top? Mm-hmm. Be great uh, to see. Yeah, it would. All right, so I'm gonna I, I'll 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 go out on a limb. I'm gonna say Alonzo, and if Max isn't first, he, it's first or last, right? Uh, I want to go fast. He's he's Ricky Bobby, so if he's not first, he's out. So I'm gonna say Alonzo, Hamilton, ooh, Stroll, oh, because I think yeah, if they're bringing upgrades and it's Stroll's home race, right? He wants to be good in in front of the in front of the crowd. All right, let's look at the weather real quick. I know we talked about there's there was big wildfires, but what's the weather report looking like? Oh yeah. Oh shit. There's gonna be some rain. That that could be the trick. Oh wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're looking at Friday, seventy nine percent chance of rain. Saturday, eighty eight percent chance of rain, and Sunday for the race, fifty eight percent chance of rain. Uh, so we might get some crazy qualifying. We might get some some rain during the the race, which I'm all for, man. We need a, we need a mix up. We need something something weird to happen because it's getting a little stale. All right, so you know you can you can share your road race predictions or contact us via social media or email at Ricky at zero to f one dot com r i c k y at z e r o number two f number one dot com zero to f one on Instagram zero to f one on Facebook. We're all over the place now. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you after Montreal. We'll see if something interesting happens. Hopefully, it does. Uh, otherwise, did we miss anything, guys? Is there anything else we need to hit? It's time for bed. All right, all right. Say bye, guys. <laughs> Peace. There's something loose between my legs, apart from the obvious. Yeah, I'd be proud. Keep, keep, keep. Hey, hey, hey. I can't look after this line on the dead. I can't keep the car behind. Oh no, it's on my ass. <laughs>